If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. In the last few weeks, we've been talking a lot about the Office of the Special Prosecutor. It's been six years since that office was established, so what is there to show? Why are we having this conversation? The Speaker of Parliament, he calls himself the number three. He delivered a verdict on the OSP's work and the very reasons for its establishment yesterday. Very controversial. Listen to him. For the law you passed on the establishment of the office of the special prosecutor, I did tell you that it was an act in futility. You were not going to achieve anything from that, but you went ahead to pass it. I disagreed with you, but I was alone. Well, I'm very clear in my mind that that authority is embedded in the powers of the Attorney General, constitutionally. Who delegated to who? No, no, but that is not what you put in the Act. What you just need to do is to, is to uh, fund the office of the Attorney General well and remove the Minister of Justice. You separate the two. Minister of Justice is a political appointee. The Attorney General is a technical person. And he only is ranked in conditions of service to that of a Minister of State. It doesn't mean they have to be incorporated too. So an act in futility, he says, and that that is fundamentally what the OSP office is for him. But is he right? Let's track back to six years. And this is not about any one of the two individuals who have occupied this office so far. And the first of them is Martin Amidou. Martin Amidou went in there in January and left in November 2020, barely two years. Now, the point is he left. He left a cloud of controversy. 
but also left raising fundamental questions about the efficacy and effectiveness of that particular office and the frustrations that he said he was facing and that the government of the day wasn't allowing him to work. So for him, it was a fundamental question about political interference. That was the first OSP. And when he was appointed, many were very confident that for the very first time, we are breaking away from that norm. The norm where politicians appoint one of your own into a position of power and influence like that so they can manipulate him. Because everybody knew you cannot control Martin Amadou. But as it turned out, even the good old Martin Amadou left. He resigned because in essence was telling us that this office cannot deliver on the objectives as was established in the act that was passed creating it. And the speaker says, I told you it's an act in futility. So that's the story of Martin Amadou. Then comes in the second OSP, Kishi Jabin. Now, he also appointed in 2021, August, after he left. He's still in the office and also complaining that his hands are being tied behind his back and being asked to go into war to fight corruption. We'll talk to a man who have always said that when you fight corruption, corruption will fight you. But here's the thing that, for me, is fascinating. The reason why he left was because of political interference. His complaint now is not about political interference. It's about the judiciary. Listen. You may disagree with us with the outcome of our investigation. That is a debate of the law. We're all lawyers. You got elevated to the bench because you're a lawyer. Uh, law is not uh, uh, an exact science, so one plus one is not necessarily two in the law. depends on what you can establish. Then again, no one has the right in Ghana not to be investigated. And the statutory power to investigate for corruption and corruption-related offenses is that of the OSP. So if a judge seeks to injunct or prohibit an investigation, the judge is arrogating the power of the OSP to himself. You get it. By deciding who should be investigated and who should not be investigated. But it is not the duty of the court to do that. Wait. Let us bring before you the body of our investigation as evidence. Now, if you look at it and you decide that the evidence does not show up to the standard of proof required in criminal cases, then you can dismiss it. So, in his case, his frustration is with the judiciary, his primary place of work. In his case, is about the political class, the executive. So, one arm of government frustrates him out. Another arm of government is frustrating the current occupier of that particular position. The outcome of this we don't know yet. He's told us already that he's walking alone. And so that gives you a picture, right, of, of, of what we're currently facing with this. So how has this impacted on his work? He, he didn't pursue much in terms of getting any results from the time that he was there. He's also in that position. And today they put out a, few bit, a fair bit of uh, information on what they've done so far. And if you look, I'm just going through them here. Uh, all this popping up on your screens are cases that the OSP has, has been pursuing. By the way, none had gone to proper conclusion yet in the courts. The OSP itself has done some more internal work and had decided that some of them he can pursue, etc. But in terms of 
the deterrence that we expected, prosecuting people successfully, getting heavy uh, penalties, if you may, convictions, prison sentences. We haven't, we are not there yet. If you look at the list here, it just ranges from almost everything, from the ambulance case involving Mahama Yariga, and that case was by, it was by, by Martin Amidu. Um, as you know, number of months we don't know, but the defendants didn't go anywhere. You look at Mahama Yariga tax evasion case, it is spent 52 months on that. Again, go nowhere. If, if you come to Charles Dubohin case, has gone uh, nowhere. Uh, if you come to custom division, the GRA, that very controversial matter, uh, again, had gone nowhere. They spent 15 months on that. It went nowhere. If, if you look at uh, the illegal mining subject, it's under investigations. So if you look at this whole host of cases, it's not for the want of trying. The OSB is trying. It's trying to do something. But that's something hasn't yielded the results just yet. Because the deterrence is when he succeeds in securing conviction, when he completes the case. But most importantly, when that completion leads to successful convictions, that's when people will say, goodness me, I don't want to do it. But he, he hasn't got that yet, right? So, and you see it all over the place. The speaker makes this point, which I just explained you there already. Now, there are many, many opinions on this matter. Everybody's trying to tell us what they believe in this matter. If you listen to Kofi Benton, he says, well, listen, give it time. It'll, and he disagrees uh, with the speaker. We'll, we'll talk to him about that. But Martin Amadou has his own point on this matter. He says it's about the Constitution and that the current OSP has no respect for the Constitution. The current OSP definitely disagrees with this position, but people have views on it. Now, he himself, as he just had a complaining about the courts, um, frustrating his work, will he succeed in this case? Will he be there for, for the entire duration of his tenure? We don't know. If the courts he believes are frustrating him, it, it, you can, you can, your guess is as good as mine, as you may. So, what really has happened when it comes to the resources he needs to do his job? If you look really at the trend, he seemed to have been resourced, right? Because, and I'm, I'm putting this in the context of state institutions. In the context of the wider state institutions, and Duma Level will join us, please tell us, Getting this amount of money, 149 million in 2024, considering our current economic crisis, it's, it's significant, right? It's significant. If we get 129 million in 2023, significant. 138 million in 2020, 2022, again, significant. If you put that in context, if you go to 2022, Shrag had 60 million. The Commission on Human Rights and Administrative Justice in 2022 had 60 million budgeted for it. So he's getting twice as much money, right? So the OSP has been resourced financially. He's got a lot, a lot of money there compared to other institutions. If you go to 2021, Shrad just had a 40 million there about. He had 124 million. So as far as finances are concerned, when the, comparatively, he is not bad. In fact, if you compare to the Attorney General's office, he isn't far off at all, comparing and very competitive. Again, if you put in a broad scope, of the OSP itself, and you look at the how we are measuring him in terms of the corruption, you'll see that since this office came to be, and I, I put this in the box here because that's 2008, that's the red mark here. This is our second joint worst performance on the CPI, the Corruption Perception Index, right, when it came in. So it didn't deter anybody. And we, of course, you know, did this two, two, two points upgrade, but since then we've stagnated. The corruption perception has remained constant 
that tells you its own story, people aren't afraid. When I return from this break, I'm going to bring in my guest for the question and look at the six years. On the back of the verdict that the um, speaker had delivered, is this really an exercise in futility? If it is, can we fix it? Join me after. Aquadot Natural Mineral Water, made under strictly hygienic conditions with modern technology to ensure your quality. With Aquadot Natural Mineral Water, your safety is at heart. For bulk purchase, call 0257-205656 or 0559-765777. You can also visit us at Hatcho Ecomog Accra or Dotlanoi Limited. Hatcho Rabbit, Aquadot Natural Mineral Water. This advert is FDA approved. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S. I-N-T-E-S That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Hey! Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Every day, people have money emergencies. I need my school fees. Emergency. Mommy, chop money. Emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, Charlie, and enjoyment. At the top five, we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies in chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to demonstrate to you the superior properties of Flamingo paint as compared to other paint brands on the market. We take equal quantities of Flamingo paint and this ordinary paint we then dilute them with water and now let the test begin the gentleman on the left is going to apply the ordinary paint and the gentleman on my right will use the flamingo superior paint as you can clearly see flamingo has the obvious better hiding furthermore flamingo has painted a much larger area you know one bucket of flamingo paint is equal to several buckets of any other paint brand on the market. Flamingo paint 
is made with superior formulation to give superior durability, superior hiding, superior coverage, flamingo paint, simply superior. Whiskey. Wash All of a sudden, my voice are different. And when you try a call. Uh, Bama, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey whiskey. Shale, honey near their fro. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now to test me is smooth. And it goes down easy. Uh, excuse me. Bama. Bama. Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey. Blended with natural honey flavor. Hey, what's up? Bama. Black Rock Whiskey, Tabby, the feel is smooth, Nasno. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Afiaso! Afiaso! It's Christmas at the Evergreen Rattray Park with your superstation, Love 99.5 FM. Where are my bubbling little kids? It's the Love FM Christmas Kids Party! It's party and fun time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. For all the kids as we enjoy and make merry this Christmas. So parents, come with all the kids and let's have fun! West School is good in these activities. Dancing, singing, choreography, picnic, horse race, lime and spoon. Register your school or Sunday school by calling 0245-59-4425. Santa Claus alongside Mickey Mouse will be there with loads of kids. Remember, there will be bouncy castles, electric train, chuku chaka chuku chaka trampoline, horse race, a stationary aeroplane. TV games and many more to play with. Face painting today, the corner there somewhere. Come, let's have absolute fun this Christmas at the Love FM Smart Kids Party. Which is 10 Ghana City State, Saturday, 23rd of December 2023. 9 a.m. sharp. Smart Kids Party.
If I was staying with us here on PM Express, we're talking about a very, very big challenge. Indeed, we're talking about corruption. We're talking about the OSP's office and the verdict delivered by the speaker. But I want to also assess it a bit more with my panelists who are joining me right now. PM Express is always brought to you by Syntex Tanks. It is strong, it is tough. Alumo Bites experience greatness in every moment. Ghana AIDS Commission and Syntex Tanks is the tank for you. They have the uh, double uh, inner layer tank for you. Now you can also have as many layers as you want. Uh, Syntex Tanks is the first to introduce the white inner layer tanks and they introduce you to the Cosmos Specs order. It's bespoke. You can call them whatever size and preference. They'll have it for you. The Jeep Black Friday sales event is here with incredible deals on a wide selection of Jeep 4x4 vehicles. Right now, get 15% below MSRP for an average of 11514 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe Overland or Summit. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 11514 average based on 15% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee 4xe Overland and Summit models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 1130. Jeep is a registered trademark. They have the longest warranty. It's seven years. So whatever your water size or consumption, that need, if you have it, call them. Their agents are nationwide. Call them on 0244-335-168, or shop online at syntexgh.com. A strong, a tough. My guest joining me tonight is Daniel Dumelebo, former Auditor General. He himself headed an institution that is, is in that same uh, area that the OSP in, ensuring that there is public accountability across the board. I'm glad they can join us. Innocent Fusini is a man who was very instrumental at the time he was the, at the time that the OSP Act was passed. He was a deputy ranking on the Constitutional Legal Affairs Committee. He has very strong views on this because the OSP is his baby, baby together with everybody else who drafted it and worked on it and fine tuned its, uh, its, its, its very underpinnings. Uh, Vitus Azim. Is an anti-corruption campaigner, and for many, many years he was the uh, the the head of the Ghana chapter of the Transparency International, the Ghana Integrity Initiative, and this is something that they all call for—an institution that would, would come back. So let's talk about it, um, um, Mr. Demolo. I want to start with you. I want to start with when a speaker sits in chamber and delivers a verdict we just had. You pay attention. He says it's an exercise in futility. It's been six years. If you look back, would you agree with him? Please submit for me. Hello, Mr. Oh, sorry, I, I can hear you. I, I didn't know I was now. talking to myself. Uh, I can hear you now, yes. My co-panelists, and uh, good evening to you. I said, when I heard what the speaker has to say about the OSP, I was really disturbed because I asked, so if it is an exercise in futility, which means that it is useless, Mm-hmm. And then in in Akando as by. So what is this? And after that, I started a bit of research. So I read the law. And what I found under section four, subsection two, to me is very disturbing. It reads subject to clause four of Article 88 of the Constitution, the office shall for the purpose of this act be authorized by the attorney general to initiate and conduct the prosecution of corruption and corruption-related cases, which means that the office is not as independent as we are made to believe. So the mandate still rests with the attorney general. 
So the question which came to my mind is how different is this office from uh, Yoko uh, and maybe Chirag or whatever other institution. So uh, I, I, it's, it's really sad. But let me also say that uh, the effect of what the OSP and for that matter any of the anti-corruption offices is doing uh, may not result into prosecution and conviction as expected by Ghanaians. But the mere investigation itself even brings about some deterrence. Imagine seizing your assets and going to court to go and confirm it so that they can do their investigation and this is in the public domain, etc. And I, that alone brings about some deterrence. But I don't think it is good enough for us. And <laughs> I concluded this, this evening that why do, you, why do you call him special prosecutor instead of special investigator? It seems the only thing he can lawfully do is investigation. Even that, that, for the, even it, that Mr. It, Demolevo, even that, Mr. Demolevo, as you heard him say when I played a clip, he says the courts have stopped him now from investigating the subject, and he believes the courts are interfering in the work and arrogating to themselves his powers. Well, I don't think so, uh, because... Uh, if he's going to implement the law, then he must also make sure he operates within the law. Mm. You cannot go outside the law and say you are using the same law. Uh, I, I heard of how he went to court on Cecilia Dapaz's case, and the court said, no, you didn't come on time. And I, that one, I come for the court for it. Mm. And I think almost all the cases in which, uh, or which he himself cited, I think the legal basis given by the court seems to be sound. So I don't think uh, it is frustration. He may not get what he wants, but that should not, it's too early for him to be frustrated. That should not frustrate him. Because I think that even if all the judges are not interested in fighting corruption, some, we may have some of them who may be interested. And if they are correcting you, Remember, when I was Auditor General, I disallowed and searched some people. They went to court and they won the cases. And I was not disturbed by that. Because to the best of my knowledge, I was doing my work. And the court are also doing their work. So he should do his work as a prosecutor and allow the court also to do their work. But yeah. frustrating him, I think it is too early for us to conclude that it is frustrating him. Yeah. I mean, and, and Vitus, Vitus is in. You fought for this, right? You have it now. Now we're beginning to assess it. I mean, the last one month, we've talked a lot about the Office of the Special Prosecutor. Then you hear the speaker deliver his verdict. Looking back on the fight that you and others put up to have an institution like that, was it worth it now, considering that six years on, it's very, very little you can point to as, a, as, 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 as that thing that overwhelmingly justifies the creation of that institution in terms of successful prosecutions, convictions, etc. I think it's not correct to say that I fought for this. What we fought for, for the decoupling of the Attorney General's position from that of the Minister of Justice. Mm. And I did this not alone. I know, I, I remember I was on a public forum with uh, Obeda Samoa, and uh, the presentation was on this. We tried, unfortunately, the politicians decided to water it down by appointing a special prosecutor. That is 
subject to their orders of the Attorney General and means of justice. So, as for the things that the, the speaker pointed out, the speaker is a member of parliament. He was probably in parliament when the issues were debated, and he could not change the mind of the, his colleagues or the parliamentarians, and they went ahead and passed the bill. You agree with him, though? Do you agree with him? No, I don't agree with him. Okay. Because, you see, truth be told, we, the expectations of Ghanaians was hyped by the president himself going everywhere and uh, boasting that he had appointed officer, a special prosecutor to prosecute the corruption case. And then, of course, the two occupants also increased that hype by speaking a lot about what they, they hope to do. So the expectations were high, and they haven't been able to, make, to meet those expectations. But, but that doesn't mean that they have not made any achievements at all. And I would mention particularly that Japakis, which would have cost this country a hell of money for the next several years, 10, 15, 20 years, which the first sponsor prosecutor was able to put a hold through his corruption risk assessment. Then the tour, the tour transaction, which the current special prosecutor has also been able to put on hold. The Labega case, even though at the end of the day he did not win the case, but at least he got them to pay some money to the state. The case he did not win was not about the substantive matter of the case, it was about the individuals. So I don't even see that as a loss. But again, when you take a case to court, the final decision is based on what the judges see, what you present. The only blame you can get is to say that you did not build a good docket of the case for you to win. But at least you've taken it to court and it's out of your hands. You cannot decide the outcome of the case. So when you look at these things, I think that it's unfair to the Office of Special Prosecutor or to both the first and the second special president to say that uh, they have not done something or that the office was uh, an exercise in futility. Why did the speaker even allow this to happen? And if he allowed this to happen, he's a member of parliament, whatever decision the parliament took, he is bound by it. So it's unfortunate for him to come out and say this. Because uh, parliament, is a body. parliament is a body. And so once the decision was taken by the body, you are part of that body that took the decision. And, and, and Mr. Fuseni, you obviously, as I said at the beginning, you were very instrumental in shaping this particular act. If you listen to the speaker, he points to the, the very architecture that the OSB is, is, is anchored on. He almost suggests that that architecture is defective, and that is why it was an exercise in futility. You, you were part of crafting this and, and, and shepherding this through the house. Is there something fundamentally wrong with the OSB's architecture that has crippled it to get the results that we expected? I mean, as um, Vitus has explained, he's done some work himself and Martin Abidu. That office has done some work in, in some areas, but he hasn't met expectations. 
Is there something fundamentally amiss with the architecture that makes it, that gives it that challenge? Thank you so very much for having me on this panel and also to say good evening to uh, Vitor Sazim and uh, my brother Domlovo. There is, there is nothing fundamentally wrong with the architecture of the special prosecutor as we speak. Because when we were putting up this, this architecture, we were acutely aware that we were going to hive off some of the powers of the Attorney General and Minister of Justice contained in Article 88 of the Constitution. Now, but we didn't want the special prosecutor to be a mistletoe, to stand on the wings of the Attorney General. And so we gave the special prosecutor operational independence. Yes. So when we crafted Section 4, that was the most contentious part of the provisions. Because Section 4 seems to be saying that the law by itself has given a fiat to the special prosecutor to operate within the mandate for which it has been established. In six years down the line, we had expected a constitutional challenge to this provision. But it appears, like Vaitus Azima said, that because of the desire of the people of this country to see an end to corruption or to see that corruption abates, they are prepared to live with the Special Prosecutors Act in the way it has been fashioned and give the special prosecutor the benefit of doubt. And so, yes, because Article 88 of the Constitution is quite clear, and no lawyer or anybody who reads the Constitution will be left in no doubt that prosecutorial powers of Ghana are vested in the Attorney General. Mm. And so... If you are going to take part of the prosecutorial powers, then you you have to and invest it in an in a in a special prosecutor. Mind you, even the initial bill called him an independent uh, prosecutor, but we we thought that the independent within the context of Article 88 might not be able to hold water, and that was why we changed independent prosecutor to special prosecutor, and also to give him operational independence. We also realized that if the special prosecutor had operational independence without financial independence, they could use the, uh, the attorney general's office, could use its leverage, which it had over the special prosecutor, to muscle the, the special prosecutor to do as it pleases. So we also gave 
the special prosecutor, financial independence, financial autonomy. And that's why the special prosecutor has a budget of his own. You remember the first broadcasters emerged between the special prosecutor and the attorney general was over the give mix platform. Yeah. Special prosecutor had not yet been inputted, and that was Martin Amidu, had not yet been inputted onto the give mix platform. The attorney general, uh, Madame Makufu, said, well, because you are independent, you have been given financial independence, I do not want to be seen to be asking for budgetary allocation for you uh, because that might compromise your independence. And so for the first year of operation, the special pros prosecutor was not able to draw down on his budget because he had he was not on the Kifmis platform. So yes, it has been a very long, tortuous, difficult journey. But like Vitus has said, like Tumulovo have said, the fact that we have the, an act, Act 959, is enough deterrent. It's enough deterrent for public officers to know that the long arm of the law can catch up with them. I mean, but, 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 but Mr. Fusini, let's challenge that a bit. Is it really? Is it really enough deterrence? Just because yes. you have it. I mean, isn't, isn't the deterrence really in the prosecution, the sentences, the, pen, the punishment? Because as you, as you see, people are managing to weave their way through the Office of Special Prosecutor's arms, and he himself is complaining. All the political, yeah. political exposed people have, have, not yeah. been, have not been nailed down just yet. Yes, so uh, someone had to run to the court to, uh, for the court to injunct the special prosecutor from arresting him. Okay? That shows how powerful the office is. Another person who was cited in the Lebianca case had to go to court to clear his name. And like Vitus has said, even though he cleared his name, but the fact still stands that the country was going to lose a lot of money by the acts of persons who were at the GRA in exercising their discretion to mark down the values of, uh, uh, I mean, import duties that the company was to pay to the government of Ghana. And so, yes, uh, there have not been prosecutions. There have been numerous investigations. Mm -hmm. uh, or even if there have been prosecutions, uh, there have not been convictions because I know that at the Agenim Boatins case, it's in court. Yeah. So it's been prosecuted, but there have not been convictions yet. Uh, I, did, I did not think that when we were passing the law uh, in 2018, uh, thereabouts, we were thinking that within the space of a year or two, the special prosecutor will lock up many people and retrieve a lot of stolen property for us. It requires a lot of hard work. And uh, what we need to do is to support the special prosecutor. Mm. I've told you, and I'm saying it again on this platform, the Office of the Special Prosecutor has not been weaponized. It has clearly been weaponized. It, it, hasn't, like, it hasn't been or has been weaponized? Has been. Has been has weaponized been. by? Yes. No, no, has been weaponized by the office itself. We now know that there's a weapon to fight corruption. Okay. okay? We don't know. And, and so 
uh, if, if, I mean, anybody who has reasons to believe, just a few days ago, somebody was saying that he wanted to go and mass up before the office of the former president, a private office, to demonstrate on the Airbus issue. He was inviting the special prosecutor to reopen the matter. So clearly, it's a weapon. Clearly. Mm. Just like causing financial loss. Okay. And so yeah. what we need to do is for us to support the special court. There have been instances where uh, we have not been amused at all by the uh, conduct of a special prosecutor. And we wouldn't mean words. For instance, in the first time the special prosecutor went to court on Cecilia the past case, uh, he was clearly, he had clearly misread the act. Because the act, section 32, talks about going to court within the time frame after the season of the property. And he read the activities that were in, I mean, involved in the season of the assets from numerous houses as one activity. And only started counting time from the last activity. The court said no. It appears, and the provisions of the law are quite clear, that after every seizure, you come to court within seven days to confirm the seizure. We were not amused at all. Also, we were not amused that he was not able to freeze the assets because I don't know who was trying to protect. You know, in the first affidavit for freezing the assets of Cecilia Depa, he did not provide the details. And so, Cecilia Depa was emboldened when Joy FM put out the details to write to get the lawyers of uh, her lawyers to write to Joy FM to challenge the figures. Who was the special prosecutor protected? Who was she prote uh, was he protected? So we were not pleased at all. And how do you intend to go to court with a, a blank check and, and secure an injunction? That is not possible. You see, I have said it and I'll say it again. And all my co-panelists know that you don't fight uh, uh, corruption in the dark. It must be transparent. Your activities in fighting corruption, you must display a level of transparency. And you must disclose, disclose all activities connected with the fight. It does two things for you. It wins you public confidence and you are able to carry the people of the country along mm. with you. So it has not been rosy, but I will be hesitant in in recommending the scrapping of the office. Okay, stay with now, me. Let, stay, 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 speaker... stay, stay, stay with me. I'll come back. I'll come back to you on the speaker point. But then on the middle, clearly there is a gap between the expectation and the reality. How do you propose this gap is bridged? Well, I think the first thing is education, because uh, we're made to understand that uh, the office of the special prosecutor was going to be a panacea to our drive or our determination to uh, give corruption a deadly blow. But it seems it's going to take a lot of steps and effort to get there. So we need education to let people understand is a gradual process. And again, to also understand that the law usually favors the accused person. So 
It is for the special prosecutor to prove beyond reasonable doubt that the guy is actually corrupt. So it's not just a matter of we hearing that uh, Daniel is corrupt, then it means the court would necessarily uh, convict Daniel. But let me also say that um, I completely agree with the submissions that my co-panel have uh, made. It is not always getting conviction for corruption that we are going to be using as measuring the performance or the effectiveness of that office. If that is the case, then it's going to be a problem or problematic. What I think we should look at is the extent to which they are preempting or preventing some corrupt transactions to go on. Mm. Uh, uh, Honorable uh, mentioned some of the cases. The, the, uh, and of course, uh, uh, Mr. Vitus also mentioned uh, those cases. So they are, the mere fact that they came in to do corruption risk assessment <laughs> stopped some of the cases. And that is huge and should be applauded. So if we are waiting till we see somebody in jail before we say the office is effective, I beg to differ. Because uh, we may not easily secure a jail sentence for somebody, but we may be able to protect the public purse because the money which will have gone uh, is now with us. A Japan deal, I don't know whether it's going to resurrect again, but at least it is in coma and may die. We pray that it just dies. We pray that many others that has been stopped, they all die off. And that to us, to me, is a, a significant gain. Thank you. Okay. So I want to bring you back. us on that point, you, you started that point about the, not only about prosecutions, but also about stepping in there and preventing corruption. But as it stands now, there is this cloud of uncertainty around the Office of the Special Prosecutor, based on his own public utterances. Um, so on that same question, how do, you, how do you get it to achieve its full potential? Well, I don't think that there's any uncertainty about the, 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 the Office of the Special Prosecutor. But, but if you, you listen know, to him, I, I, if you I, listen to him, and the, and the accusations yeah, yeah, about but, the judges... But, and but, the, but, he, but he, said, he said he was not going to give up. Just that he pointed out the challenges that he was facing. He did not say he's going to give up. I don't understand you very well, but what he said meant that he will do his best, mm-hmm. and when he ta- his time comes, he will go. In any case, the individual is not the office. So even if he goes, another person will be appointed. So the point now is, what do we do? I think that I'm not a lawyer, but it appears that the special prosecutor and his staff need to always take the law to guide them. In each particular case, it probably requires some aspect of his law and the Constitution and other laws in existence to guide him when it comes to prosecution so that he does not do anything that would make him fail again. I know I've heard some lawyers who have said, look, he knows the law, he should have taken the matter, he should have appealed to the peace court and continued to the Supreme Court if he was not satisfied with that decision. Maybe that's another way to go. He should not get frustrated just because at the first point of call, 
uh, the, the, the court has ruled against him. There are ways to go up, up, up and go appeals court, uh, Supreme Court. But the important thing is to build a strong docket, using all the information at his disposal, so that when he gets to court, the case will not be thrown out. But of course, the other aspect of it is for the government to help him to overcome the initial clearances that he faced. And I think some of them have already been overcome. The official premises, but even with the official premises, the Office of Special Prosecutor does not have regional offices. And if he doesn't have regional offices, he's going to be overwhelmed if everybody has to come back, apart from the cost of, of transport that will even, and place to sleep that will foresee people from also coming to the office in Accra. So that's an area that we need to do. The staff are here, he has been allowed to recruit a certain number of staff. Whether they are adequate or not is another issue. Mm. And so these are some of the things that we need to go. Then the lack of cooperation from other state institutions is an issue. It's not just the judge that is complaining about. I think Matsunamiru also complained about the police or some other body that was refusing to give some information. Yeah. And then sometimes, sometimes the government may even come in to complicate the matter by why is the officer special police is investigating a case? The government may also decide that another anti-corruption institution or state institution should investigate. And so you, you just mess up the whole thing, making it difficult for the special prosecutor to carry out his work. So these are some of the things that we need to do. Now, I saw you you displayed the graph on the budgetary allocations. Yes. Evans, budgetary allocation is different from disbursements. <laughs> You're right. Don't just look at don't, don't just look at what the budget says they have allocated to individuals. You need to now go in and find out. But by, by the middle of the year, how much has been allocated? I mean, has been disbursed. And at the end of the year, how much has been disbursed? Is it because there was no money in the available, or the officer of special education himself failed to do his work? He could, did not do or go through the procurement process and wonder. So that is another thing that you need to look at. Budget allocations need to be actually disbursed. To the for the various purposes that are allocated were allocated and also not just disbursed to the organization but for the organization to also use the money for the purpose of which it was requested otherwise uh, we are not making headway and i've said that when you're in glass houses you don't throw stones so the office of special prosecutor should know that Ghanaians have an eye on the office both those who are being investigated, and the rest of us. So the officers' presence procedure should not do anything on toward that will attract public criticism. And, and Daniel Demelovo, on that point about the allocations to the Office of the Special Prosecutor, I'm just curious to get your thoughts on it. When I showed that graph, and you were the head of the, you know, that, that particular important service, the, uh, the, or the Auditor General, in your department, I remember that time, you know, resources was always a challenge. So when you hear he gets, for example, 149 million next year, 129 million in 2023, 138 million in 2022, 124000000 million in 2021, put in the context for me, knowing what you know when you were there as the Auditor General, if you hear these numbers, is he getting the full backing at least financing wise to do the job and also the comment around? what has been allocated, and what is actually disbursed. Yeah, thank you. 
what we need to know is what uh, Mr. Vatuzazim has just said. How much of the money which was allocated to his office has been released to him and how much has been spent? These three things are not the same. The appropriation is big, usually. Then the releases cut it down at times halfway or three quarters. And the actual spending may also be less. So that is very important. But let me be quick to add two things we should avoid in the public service. Not only corruption, but also wastage. Wastage also come in the form of duplicating institutions. So when I started reading this session four, I was not very happy with uh, my honorable... uh, uh, Yes, because you people, why did you create another institution which is just like Yoku? So we will have saved a lot of money instead of wasting more money. Because if you can do investigation, which the same investigations can be done by Yoko. At the time, their law also mandated them to do almost all investigations, not even special uh, special investigations. And by then, they could not prosecute. They needed permission of the Attorney General. So if Yoko existed and could be empowered to do this. Now, uh, I think Vitus talked about not having regional and district office. Do you know the effect of that on our budget? It's huge. Mind you, Auditor General has got head office, regional and district offices. Yoko has got head office, regional and district offices. Uh, what do you call it? Charge. Charge. Commission for Human Rights has got head office, regional and district offices. These are unnecessary overheads. The creation of duplicated institutions by themselves is also unnecessary burden on our budget and must be equally avoided just as we want to avoid corruption. So I thought the members of parliament not do as the best thing. They could have looked at the existing institutions and said, look, Mr. President, you brought a law to create this, but there is something in a resemblance of what you want to create already. We will just empower them to go ahead and do what must be done. In that case, assuming we picked OSP, sorry, Yoko, and gave those mandates to Yoko. They have the regional and the district offices already, and we may not be spending so much money at the end of the day. The mm. waste has been That is the point I want to make. Yeah. So that disturbs me because even the institutions which are fighting corruption are becoming one too many. too many. I don't know what will be created by the next administration. And I don't think it's helpful. And I need to ask all of you a final question. I mean, Mr. Lula, I want to start with you, which is, give me your scorecard, six years. If you're scoring the office out of 10, where will you put it? Hello, Mr. Damalabo. Why is oh, it I, I, I thought the question was for Vitus. No, it's for you. But this is very brief. You're scoring the office out of 10 in, because it's been there for six years. Where will you score it? I'll score them six. Okay. Uh, Mr. Fuseni, what will you score? Well, I, 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 do not, I do not know how to score them. No, out of uh, ten. Because, because they, 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 there's more they could have done. I mean, clearly. I mean, they are, they are, do, they are doing well, but there's more they could have done. There's more room for improvement.
as an old teacher, uh, I, I won't pass them, but I won't fail them. So you so put them fair. You put them on five. I'll, I'll put them on five. Fair. And just before you go, there's a, there's a, I have a curious question for you. That same clause that Domelebo had been quoting on uh, the mandate of the office, 4-2, there's 4-3, mm-hmm. there's 4-3, which says mm-hmm. Parliament can also, uh, in the public interest, request the office to investigate alleged or suspected cases of corruption or corruption-related offences. So it's not only Attorney General that directs them to, to, to prosecute. No, no, no. Attorney General, even read the 4 too well. Yeah, 4-2 says, office out, for the purpose of this act, be authorized, be authorized by the Attorney yes, General yes. to initiate and conduct, right? Yes. Uh-huh. But so, I am, I'm curious, so, yeah, so I, I want to ask that you... Provision takes, that provision takes the discretion of the Attorney General to give a fiat away from him. Yeah. So that was the purpose of that. that yeah. thing. So no, that's the, fine. Then that's fine. It's, it's not in doubt. My, my question is just to, on the three, the, 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 the parliament the, 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 the 4-3 was to the effect. For instance, if parliament, through the public accounts committee, finds that a public officer has engaged in corruption, which has not caught the attention of the investigative authorities, parliament can refer the, that such officer to the special prosecutor. Yeah. So it's just like Parliament being a person in this case yeah. to refer a person to the, the yeah. special prosecutor. And, and that I ask that because as we've always complained, the public accounts committee does great work. Look at the Auditor General's report. Recommendations are made. Attorney General doesn't look at it. This, the, nothing happens. And yet I am yet to hear if 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 this has happened, somebody should correct me. I'm yet to hear Parliament actually requesting the Auditor General, the special prosecutor under this provision to investigate the corruption corruption-related matter. I think it's time that we get Parliament to do but, so. But, 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 but let me, before I go, let me say clearly that the Act 959 was not a private member's bill. Act 959 was sponsored by the executive, was brought to Parliament by the Attorney General. As a member of Parliament on the minority side, I understood my duty to be to help craft a law that will meet the expectation of the people of Ghana, not only the MPP. It was it was sponsored by Nana Adodanko Akufado's government. But as minority, we felt that we had a duty to ensure that the law was fit for purpose. Mm. That's the first thing. The second thing is that we use our best endeavors to do that. But that does not mean that the special prosecutor can't sleep on the job because fighting corruption is difficult. Yeah. But lastly, uh, when Vitus mentioned, no, I wasn't Vitus or the Mulevo mentioned that there must be regional offices. So I think that we need to credit the special prosecutor with the prosecution of the uh, uh, what is the the Northern Development Authority case. Yeah. Because that, was, that case had been investigated and referred to the uh, Flagstaff House or Jubilee House or whatever, or Julobi House, and it was kept under the files for a long time yeah. until the special prosecutor demanded the files yeah. and initiated proceedings well, on Mr. the matter. Fusseni, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you joined me. Uh, Vitus, thank you very much for joining me also. Dana Domelovo, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your evening.
I did this for.